<laughs> Club going up um, on a Tuesday. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Happy Wednesday, though, everybody. And welcome to today's episode of DV Live City Talk with Mayor Eric uh, Bruin. Look at I changed. <laughs> wow. Welcome back. I had to put a coat on. I, I, this is this is so that I'm not... Uh, I'm I'm here in my uh, my official capacity as the, the uh, proud mayor of the city of Ridgecrest. So yeah, and you haven't been on here since January. I have not. It's been a while. I know. It's kind of been nice to have other guests on. Well, that was what we designed. Uh, the the brilliant people over at Desert Valleys. Their whole plan was to uh, <laughs> make sure that lots of opinions and information got out to our community. Uh, they were a, a, a sometimes the spaghetti that we throw on the wall is actually really brilliant. They were a they were a strategic partner with the city from day one in terms of uh, our communication goals uh, that this council laid out from the beginning, and we're so excited to see how it's changed so much. Is 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 uh, we never would have we never would have guessed that we would have five thousand TikTok views on <laughs> a, a one and a half minute video and. We're so excited to see how the community has been responding to the communication changes. Well, and I think this is um, proven the, commu- the communication-wise because City Talk has been taking off. And for yeah. anyone watching, if you haven't done so, please like, share, subscribe. You know, if you see me in the middle of Walmart, please excuse my messy bun, but come up and talk to me. I had a bunch of people actually... Um, a few episodes back talking about trash. I was at baseball and they came up and they're like, thank you for talking in your backyard terms. Cause yeah. it made it relatable. It made it understandable. Made it real. It, 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 there are so many issues that we deal with and every single day at the city side, mm-hmm. but what we do is we, we, we take them and we make, we talk about it in complicated. So this week we're going to be talking to the DWR about the SEQUA and what yeah. its impact is going to be on the IWVGA and the upcoming GWA fee. And you're going I IDK. I don't know what the hell just was said. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've watched my fair share of councils, or I read up on my notes before the shows, and I'm like, God. Call it acronym soup. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, if if y'all want the actual literature on it, tune in on the City of Ridgecrest page at 6 p.m. every other or the first and third Wednesdays first and third of the month. Yeah. <laughs> and and also ask any one of us. Yeah. That's the other thing that, that that's been so refreshing is. You know, if you have a question, ask it. Mm-hmm. Ask why something. I mean, but don't don't then um, demand that we go to the, your position. But respectfully ask. We can have yeah. all kinds of respectful conversations. I think um, you guys have done really well at being accessible to people, uh, reachable. You know, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I call it this way. Some people like when I say it. Some people hate when I say it. And and. I'll let you guess which group is which, but I said one of the things that the city focused on its communication is it was time to turn the volume down on the negative and it was time to turn the volume up on the positive. Right. And people say, well, all you're doing is cheerleading and saying the good about the community. I said, well, you know what? I got two choices. I can walk around here and I can look at the good and the incredible and all these things that we have moving forward for us, Mm -hmm. or I can spend time, walking around with my head between my legs, asking myself whether or not the sky is falling. Um, Why wouldn't I we want to talk? I, choose, I don't choose the, <laughs> the latter. Positive. Um, we've got an incredible community. I mean, what has always been the strength of Ridgecrest? Ridgecrest's greatest strength is Ridgecrest itself. Right. It's the people, the body, the, the, the environment. 
And people say, well, yeah, but that's what you want to change. No, I just want it to continue to evolve. I don't want it to. I'm it's not very to unique it. in our area. We're very unique with the people here and everything that comes out of Ridgecrest. Right. But, but to say that we aren't going to change and evolve and have new demographics and welcome new citizens and welcome new ideologies and new ideas. Isn't that how we become a ghost town? If we don't well, that's how you become, that's how you, that's how you become extinct. That's how you, that's how you become something that people um, know that they can't change. And, and, and it scares off entrepreneurial investment. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing we've seen over the last 24 months that is, we're getting exposed to in a greater way than we have in a long time. I had JP Lake on earlier this year talking about entrepreneurs and everything that they're doing with their projects. And it's fantastic. And he's like, we need more from Kern. We want more entrepreneurs want more. from Kern. And we want East Kern to see Ridgecrest as the gem that it is. Right. We should be the gem. We should be the the king capital of East Kern in terms of tourism, hub mentality, what we provide in terms of services and resources. And the best way to accomplish that is through a positive community message, mm-hmm. a positive economic message. If I want to sit around here and scream the sky is falling every two seconds, I'll drive I'll drive people away <laughs> from us as faster than 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 Stink does in a in you know no one's gonna be coming here. <laughs> it, it's not gonna happen. So what we've done is we've just changed we've just taken a different approach to attitude. We know our lanes, we know our roles, we know exactly what each of us is trying to accomplish as as a council person and as a unified council. Okay. And we're focused on building those things. And look at what we've seen already in just the last 12 months. I mean, we've seen Two new coffee places in the Starbucks and Dutch Brothers. Oh, We've seen two new two you. new fast casuals in Panda Express and um, Chipotle. Chipotle. Everyone asked me, I, 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 you know, you know, when's the hotel going to open? When's this going to open? We, you know, we see a lot of progress on the affordable housing. We have, yeah, American, just in like a week's time from driving, I was like, whoa, they are like going. They are going. We have six million dollars of infrastructure investment that we're going to get out of out of that. Mm-hmm. construction in terms of curbs and gutters and sidewalks. You see it every single day somewhere in town with the race construction. Well, and that was something um, Travis, I, I just had him on talking about that and getting rid of the like super dips in the street yep. and everything that helps. Like that's yeah, funding he, that helps. Did he talk about the ward super dip? And what, yes, yeah. he did. He's like, oh, keyword. Remember everybody, if you go through that stop sign at the speed limit. Yeah. <laughs> at the speed limit, it's not such a dippy, but I mean, Ward is a perfect example of a, of a big arterial, but people would say, well, why haven't we done it yet? Well, guys, it's it's a five, six five, million dollar yeah. project. We have, we've applied for grants. We found money. We've gotten other other street support. Yeah, shout out we've to all you guys for all the grants that and you guys have written yeah, or ri- applied for. Applied for. And then the other thing is then we also then take like the technology. I know Travis had a chance to talk about the la- the, the laser imaging. And, and yes. All of these cool things, they make for us to be a better city because we start taking proactive approaches to things rather than reactive approaches. I do want to shout that out again. It's this fantastic. Oh, that's cool. Uh, it's like a cameras that like scan the whole street and you can see. Yeah, it's kind of like if you imagined a, a scanner over this table and it scanned the table and then it told you where what the level or pits were in, yep. in the individual and the levels. different faults and where is it at and, and it also ties where that pit is to a gps location okay? oh okay so as that as that thing's scanning it's mm-hmm. actually mapping it from a satellite positioning and is it every 15 feet i think he said something, something like, like that, that. But, i mean but you can know that within this block of area 
we have three this dips, issue. this issue. And then the other thing it does is, is it is we get such a level of, of understanding of our streets that we don't run into something that, that just happened here recently. Okay. So this is, this is a perfect example of where the city's doing so many things right, right now. Um, we can all, like I said, we can always run around and scream chicken little sky's falling. Yep. Okay. It's real easy to say the sky is falling and react to the sky is falling every single time uh, if somebody else sees something that they feel is negative. But what we don't see is people understanding that, this, that they should be shouting from the rooftops about the positives. And this is an example. We went into a road that we discovered had been built in the 40s. Okay. Okay. And the substrata and everything else about the road was non-existent. Is this road Franklin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> see, Travis, I paid mm-hmm. attention. And we, do, <laughs> we we start to work on it, okay? We drill these core samples, and we find out there's no road underneath it. It's dirt. It's dirt. Right? Yeah. And this is the way we would solve it before. Well, just slurry over it, and we'll move on. And then with this current okay. project that's coming, there's plans to repurpose the part of ward, like part of pieces of ward that's coming out. Oh, I you believe. mean as it's coming up. Yeah. yeah. Pieces that are so able can be to be used as base. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. But, but ultimately what we did is we spent an extra half million dollars. People say, why would you spend half a million dollars? There was no road. If you're questioning, please go drive down this road because last week we were driving past it to go get something else. And I was like, oh, go turn down this way. And Darren's like, I'm not turning down that way. My husband was like, no. And I was like, no. And he's like, no. Yeah. So the fact that he even knew beforehand, before they I didn't could even drive say, on that street. Yeah. And we seen that um, Franklin, um, God, what was, uh, what was the name of Dana Street? I, I don't know why it's escaping me right at the moment. I can't remember what Dana Street is, but hers just got resurfaced too. Okay. But, but the idea is that, that here's at the end of the day is the point is we have a choice to just glaze over the project, which is what we have done as a community over and over and over again. And the reason why we glaze over it is because we don't take any time to strategize how we do it right. It's kind of like reusing the Band-Aid. It kind of sticks. Right. But, you know, in a couple more years, you got to oh, put Dan, another. Oh, was Wilson. We did Wilson. That was another one that, that had massive problems. Mm-hmm. And this was a case where our public works director understood that it was better to stop the project, redo the project, regardless if we're going to spend half a million dollars more, and do it right. It's just going to last so much longer. That is an it's testament. Investing. It's a testament to what we're trying to do. It's not about just doing. It's about doing it right or trying mm-hmm. to do it right. And, hey, I, hey guys, how many times, how many, I, I can't remember. Or how many times I've been asked with the race <laughs> construction and the the asphalt fill or the oh and the metal poles, plates or the metal <laughs> plates or any one of these, you know we've what the reason why they're there is those are temporary, they're not permanent solutions, they are temporary solutions. The asphalt fill is so that somebody doesn't trip and fall. I will attest to that because I think it was on a Tuesday. They had those metal plate. They dug on Monday, had those metal plates on Tuesday, and by Friday they were gone. Right. They're pretty quick. They're working through a very, very large project that's got another year to go. And those extra pulls, if anyone wants to go back and look at my most current episode with Travis, he talks about the buddy pulls, the reasons behind them and everything. And they're they're all purpose. There's there's a lot of reasons behind all these things Mm -hmm. we're doing. 
But what happens is we do it in front of somebody's curb and it becomes, uh, it becomes, why did you do this in front of my house? Or why is this box over here instead of over there? We're working through all those. There's not going to be, there will never be uh, uh here. Here's a, here's a, here's an Ericism I've learned in the 18 <laughs> months uh, in office. It is. And I knew it before and I just know it even more. There is never a plan that will satisfy everyone. And your goal is not to satisfy everyone. Your goal is to satisfy the majority of the citizenship and for it to be in the best interest of the citizenship. My favorite Ericism is from the EOC when you just throw the script and you're like, throw the script's script. out. So throw it out. Yeah. I do that every now and then. <laughs> but I guess because I like talking. I like and I and I'm passionate about what we're doing with the city. So it's fun. Mm-hmm. I'm race, I mean. Race is coming <laughs> along. I think they're doing their as best as they can. Is it a minor inconvenience to all of us? Yeah, sometimes, but. Well, yeah, but what is it? What are we going to get when race is done? That's the thing is, 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 is people say, well, this, why are you doing this? Well, stop and ask why haven't we done this before? And what is it, what is it we're going to gain? Well, Having, I think another thing too is um, Frontier's coming now with. Their Frontier own is going to get to work on theirs too. Yeah, but but what caused Frontier to to, to suddenly decide to to improve their infrastructure? Um, um, I'm going to guess competition, healthy competition, healthy competition. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Why are there new eateries opening? Because there's more people in town. There's opportunity for it. Well, there's I think clearly a demand. The opening of Panda attests yeah, it, to itself. It signaled demand that the, the, and pent up demand. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, you say well. That, then why don't we have, uh, I'm going to throw it. You and I'm also, about- real quick, back to Panda, I'm not just saying because all of us love the orange chicken, but they had, what, one of their top five best openings? I think it was their, their, their second largest corporate opening in, in, in terms of a seven-day uh, sales ban. Yeah, so it was huge. Yeah, it was, It was. Uh, they said it was remarkable. But, I mean, think about, we, we talk about the things that we want in this community. All of them... We have created generations now that, that expect things to happen overnight. Oh, I love the newest thing is like when kids get pissed off because Netflix won't load in 10 seconds and they all don't know the struggle of our dial up. Yeah. Having they, to they, like they come around. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> all of these things are strategic long-term goals to get the city to the position that it should have been probably years ago. Mm-hmm. We're a 30,000 person community in the middle of the Mojave Desert with open landscapes, great opportunities in terms of job, a reasonable home value. You can own a home reasonably, okay? Yeah. You can. You have a five-minute commute to and from work. Um, our only Maybe highway is Highway 178, <laughs> which we know as Ridgecrest Boulevard, China Lake Boulevard, and Inyo Kern Road. Yeah. Okay? Not highway, Okay. The highway 178. I mean, I mean, we don't take the five to get to the 10 to get to the, the, the 101. I mean, I mean, do you understand? That's not what we live in. We have clean, we, we've got an incredibly uh, dedicated group of volunteers that mm-hmm. keep our youth involved in stuff, take care of people like SafeGrad, take care of our communities. We have the Holistic Garden. We've got all these groups that work as a collective on a lot of different fronts. And what we do is we have we've kept ourselves in this hidden bubble and I've said, I'm going to work as hard as I can to break that bubble because the more we find economies of scale for our community, the better our community is going to be over time. Well, and I think it helps show other communities um, similar in our size that it can be done. It can be done, but more importantly is, is, is we can be an oasis. We can be a, 
an oasis in Ridgecrest for people that don't want an urban lifestyle mm-hmm. that don't want, um, that don't mind going to the grocery store and seeing their neighbor. Um, I, my neighbors, uh, uh, it's, it's so fun. Tina and Todd are, are, are you know, uh, they're, you know, and kudos to them and, and the life that they're building together. But you know, my neighbor, Tina, I, I, you know, she comes over and she says, your kids want to help babysit my chickens while we're, while we're out mountain climbing. <laughs> uh, my 10 year old was over the moon. I mean, the idea of going in there and feeding, you know, baby chicks, she, they was over the moon. Yep. Am I going to let them have chickens? Hell no. But can they go next door? <laughs> but why not? Can they go next door and feed chickens? <laughs> Great. But it, it's that environment that is so lost in, in, in so much of America today, especially in urban America. Because you want to put your blinders on and stay in your lane and well, and, and, and inter- intersecting with people is just, it, it becomes less and less. And we've, we've done that digitally and we have that in Ridgecrest and, and people would say, yeah, well, you're trying to ruin it by growing us. No, I'm trying to make sure that we have the economies of scale that we can provide the services this community expects and needs while still being able to preserve as much of, of that heritage as we can. And a perfect example, that is the community pool. Is, is is everyone, including myself, including every other person I talk to, wants that community pool. Mm-hmm. But if I were to pool, if I were to take a survey of 25 people that asked me, do they want a community pool? 25 of 25 will say they want it. If I ask 25 of 25 if they want to pay for it, I'm not going <laughs> to get it. Right. I mean, it's expensive. It, it, well, it, whatever it is, I want a pool. Okay, last time I checked, if I own a home and I want a pool in my backyard, I think I'm writing a check to pay (laughs) for a pool. It's the same thing. I want a great police force. I want I want all the level of public safety. Then we are going to have to invest in ourselves. We're going to have to invest in locally controlled funding, items like Measure C. Items like uh, I think that's something that leads into like Measure V and those types. Yeah, and like the fire contract. Yeah, the fire contract is a perfect example. We, we, we want public safety, but right. how, you know, we, we signed that deal. The deal's done. Mm-hmm. We know how much we owe. And it's kind of. Now we got to pay it. Yeah. It's kind of scary to think that at one point we could have been down to. Well, no, we, we, we don't know yet. And we, we just don't know yet. But thinking about it in terms of reading and going over. And when I had um, Ron Strand on yeah. and the fire chief, it was like. Down to one. So if there's a service call yep. and they're tied up here and then there's an accident and they're tied up like that, it just gets pushed it, back. Everybody gets pushed further down in terms of public safety. Losing a fire station is bad for this community. Everyone's going to, you know, we, we're going to, the idea of, of even losing one is a terrible thought. Um, it's been a luxury to um, have that. And no, then, we, we actually need a third, truthfully. Based on our volume of calls, we need more. And that's what they were saying is, you know, based on those at the, the third, and then there's the one in, in Ukraine, but, you know, they have their own. Right. And yeah, they're only these. And at the end of the day, we have been, we are, we are blessed to have the community we have and, and to have the type of tight knit. But the idea of putting anything of public safety at risk is, is just something that I don't believe in. It's something I don't think our community believes in. And, and I'm, I mean, my, my sincere belief is that if I take that same 25 people I said want a pool and I say to those same 25 people that um, let, me, let me solve not only the pool, but let me also protect public safety, let me protect all the resources that we need to, and let us self-invest in our community 
and draw from every single person that travels through this town in some form of self-investment. I got a feeling our community is going to understand that that's, those are the things we have to protect public safety. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the quality of life of our community are going to define the future future of this community. Well, you can't have growth the way we have been growing without also growing public safety and quality of life. Right. Unfortunately. Or, or you can, and and just as sure as it will, it will crumble. Yeah. It's like building a house on the foundation of straw. It's going to crumble at some point. It's not going to last. Our, our foundation, our foundational, and this is, a, you know, um, it was talked about during the budget hearing and certainly, certainly is something that we've all been focused on is we've rebuilt the reserves of the, of the city. We have, we have a good general fund reserve. We have a balanced budget. We are living within our means. One of the first things that we talk about is, is are we living within our means? We are. Okay. But when you have that sentence, are you living within your means? You are. But the moment that the prices go up on everything, your means have to either change, which means you either have to yep. sacrifice something or you have to find new revenue. It's, it, there's, there's, no, there's no middle ground. And I feel like with the inflationary, everyone's feeling that. Everyone's feeling it. <clears throat> Nobody likes it. Mm -hmm. I don't like it any more than you do. I don't. I don't like paying $20 for my bacon. <laughs> I don't like. I, I, I went to uh, my, my son's uh, first communion uh, happened. It was wonderful. We had family over. And my son's needed ranch dressing. And it was, it was, I think, $11.49 for the largest ranch dressing. And I was shopping by price per ounce because my first thought was, wow. I need to be able to make sure that I know they're going to go through this bottle in a week. That is wild. I mean, and that's the type of things that we're talking about. And I don't relish the idea that we're going to potentially make it more expensive on this community or anything of that nature. But what I do relish the idea of is I want to make sure that anything that's coming in revenue wise for this community is, is first and foremost, locally controlled and locally funded. Mm -hmm. The longer we sit and whine about what Bakersfield's not doing or how Sacramento's screwing us or how corrupt Washington is, is just another argument that doesn't deal with the, what's in front of us, which is, the community, the community and the citizens here. of Ridgecrest. So tying into that, there was an article that came out called or that stated building like hell. <laughs> yeah. So I got quoted a rotary. Um, <laughs> I quoted okay, a rotary. So there's a meeting. quote there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, when I speak at you a wanna club. You want to elaborate or, on that yeah, a little? Yeah, sure. When I speak at a club or those things, I usually am speaking off the cuff. Just like I'm you now. don't tell you don't say. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm an off the cuff speaker, and it gets me in trouble. But it, it it does two things that I really think people realize. One, I'm pretty genuine. It makes you a human. I'm genuine. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, you can call all. You can call everything I say out of my mouth is BS, and that's fine. You know, I have fans <laughs> that that believe that. Um, but I'm genuine, and and so I was talking at the Rotary, and I said, if the citizens and the community get on board with me, my first goal is to build like hell. And what I was talking about is, I mean, just right now, mm -hmm. and this is before we either address revenue and we get some of the things. This is just what we're working on that would be under construction in 23. Okay. We still have the race project that will be wrapping up in 23. Okay. Mm -hmm. We have the hotel that is finishing and hopefully another one, that which we expect to be breaking ground soon, which is the Town Place Suites, um, uh, actually right across the street from Desert Valleys. Okay. Um we have the $1.8 million for the Clean California Grant. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's going to make the improvements. The Leroy, Leroy Jackson. Jackson. Okay. Which includes the lights for the tennis court. All of the, the shade structures. And the shade structures. And, uh, and new ADA, path, right? All that. Okay. We have all the rework that's being getting ready to be done on the tennis courts from America's Rescue Plan and the lighting. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've got the shade structures and the structures around the softball fields. And if the people want to know more about that, look back at the episode yeah, with Narissa. These, I, well, yeah. just call, I, I mean, the information's out there. Trust yep. me, it's there. Um the shade structures at the skate park, the shade structures at the uh, softball field from CDFB, CFBG funds, or uh, CDBG, Community <laughs> Development Block Grant, CDBG. Um, and that's just in that area. Then a million-dollar investment by the county of Kern into Leroy Jackson Park and, and Petrocliffe Park. Mm-hmm. You have um, the continued investment we hope to see from the judicial side. I don't think we'll start to see that break ground 23. But okay. everything I just mentioned, all those park things are all things that are approved for 23. Okay. On what, top of businesses coming as on well. On top of businesses. Okay. On top of $3 million worth of roads works. That I'm going to throw it out there. Y'all going to see me in line at KFC. I'm right? them French fries. Yeah, <laughs> the amount of road work that's being done. The amount mm-hmm. of improvements. Um, Kermit Key Center. Kermigee Center has been a gem for this community, but so many people don't realize the age that it really is. Okay. But these are the, just an example of some of the things that we're looking at at Kermigee that either are implementation, pending implementation or being proposed. Okay. Okay. Implementation, new Wi-Fi, campus-wide Wi-Fi throughout all of those buildings, including all of the basketball courts, the administration offices, Freedom Park, and all the banquet facilities and rooms. Okay. Right now, there are four Wi-Fi points that serve all of that gym area. And anybody who's tried to use oh, Wi-Fi at Kermagee knows it's sluggish as all hell. I was going to say, back in February at um, the Economic Outlook Conference, I was trying to use it's Wi-Fi. Sluggish. And I went to Hotspot. We're putting 32 Hotspots across that campus now. Wow. Okay. America's okay. Rescue Plan in motion. And they go, why are you spending those so much on Wi-Fi? Because if you don't have a good facility that has internet access, you don't have a good facility. Well, that opens up more doors for it to be accessible. Right. How many rooms, of, how was the last time the flooring was touched in Kermagee? We did the carpeting in 2020. <laughs> we haven't, or 2021, we haven't touched the laminate flooring or the flooring of the Kermagee surface, the banquet area okay. for close to 20 plus years, as well as wow. the dividers, as well as the kitchen. I, I, I just at a last meeting, we approved... Um, uh, a new stove for the kitchen. Do you know what? Do you know what? How how old the stove was? It was fifteen plus years old. Was it still usable? No, it had broken finally. It oh, died. okay. <laughs> it died completely. But this is the question, and this is what I keep stressing is so different about this council over the other ones, as opposed to not about our arguing over fi- fixing a stove. We stopped that argument, and we said, "What else needs to be fixed now?" So you took it one step beyond. Well, fix the stove. Five steps. Beyond. But if you're gonna, if we're gonna spend fifteen thousand on a stove and do all this, spend it, spend forty and get it right. Okay. We keep playing. I say I called it chasing nickels to save dollars. That is a very good point to make. Or, or check or chasing nickels chasing. and losing dollars. I should say it's chasing nickels and losing dollars because okay. we're, because we're not focusing on the big picture. We're always focused on this micromanagement picture. Fix this right now. Fix this right now. But we're spending $200 fixing it rather than we do that over and over and over again rather than replacing it. And each time the person that comes and tries to use it gets frustrated, has a bad event. And then what do they say? 
they don't want I don't want to come back to Kermagee. Yeah. So that's just an example. All that's okay. going to happen. Then you have um, the new construction, like you said, KFC. <laughs> Hopefully we can get some more of the new businesses coming here. We're looking yeah. at, you know, what, what can be done with those other areas. And then you get into the the bigger things, the big long-term things. Well, and that helps too um, with tourism and relatability. Right. Like we were talking, I was going past McDonald's and there's a tour bus. But it's true, people from out of town, out of the country now, coming back in and they want to go see where Lady Gaga filmed her latest film at or video, Gaga. I mean. Yeah. I Lady, can just see it. Yeah. But then they recognize like things like Chipotle, Panda. Yeah, they recognize brands. Yeah. And, and I mean, the California Welcome Center, all these... There's so much momentum going on in this community that, like I said, my 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 point of my build like hell is quite simple. Is I want to see our community in a state of construction that mirrors the state of construction that we're seeing on base. Mm-hmm. Because we have an opportunity over the next couple of years to take advantage of the chaos. Okay. To emerge not only economically more viable especially this side of the gate. Right. Okay. But also directionally more viable. So what about the empty buildings in town? Everyone Uh, talks about. uh, Well, here's the problem with the empty buildings. A lot of the empty buildings are owned by parties outside of (laughs) Ridgecrest. Okay. Okay. And so you have to have, you have to have them motivated because the building unoccupied becomes a write-off. Oh, because it's a business loss, essentially. There, okay. there's, there's a loss of income. Because if they were making $10,000 renting it, and now they're not making it, so that business is losing money. They're losing their... They can then get a tax write-off from the corporate side. So there's 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 advantages to what they're... they're you mean there's doing. politics in it? There's <laughs> economics to it. I, I left your politics more economics. Okay. We just kind of sometimes make those interchangeable. I just know, like, a lot of the people, the community members see, like, why are we building new no. structures when we have well, and here's empty the second. structures? And here's the second is cost to construct new is actually less cost prohibitive than cost to refurbish. Really? In a lot of ways. I mean, I mean, when we built, um, <laughs> when, when, when a credit union may have built this building that I may have knowledge of, um, you know, that was our whole reason was we wanted we wanted to be able to build a facility that we knew we would have a, a 30 or 40 year longevity on without having to problems redo every the plumbing two seconds or the electrical every or- two minutes. And an older building, especially some of our oldest buildings, they they're not wide, they're not Wi-Fi wired. They're not certain code wired. They're not electrical. Some have asbestos. There's a lot of those buildings that are that people go, why is that building unoccupied? And a lot of times it has to do with. You know, a larger urban area, what do they do when, when they have an older building? They demo it. Right, because they need the land space. Mm-hmm. We don't have the same problem, but the only way we end up resolving that is is slowly and steadily, constantly evolving, organically building this community in terms of the, the stage one to stage two to stage five. We have an opportunity over the next couple of years to make Ridgecrest a beautiful oasis in the California in California. Because people are going to continue to not want to be in the urban environment, but still want to be part of California. They still want to feel connected. I mean, if you're on a plane, if you are a private citizen who has a little bit of money in an urban area, and then even more so if you own a plane, Ridgecrest should be the greatest place in the whole wide world to you. Right. Because you could come and go. Wherever you need to go, 
with ease. Mm-hmm. If you don't, and then, and then they say, well, but you don't have the doctors or we don't have this. We have an incredible hospital. I mean, we have an incredible hospital. We've got an incredible number of resources in our community. We have an incredibly dedicated police force. We've got a great uh, set of uh, county firemen. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, everyone keeps going around. They go, well, well, well. No, it's a beautiful place to live. It's a beautiful place to be. But we've, we keep trying to pretend like it's 19. We keep trying to pretend like it's 1990 instead of it's 2022. Oh, can it be 1990? I mean, they had Dunkaroos, like the I, original Dunkaroos. I was 14. No. It's very confusing age. <laughs> very, very confusing. And lots of blockbusters. Yeah. yeah. Internet didn't. Did didn't they have the parachute plants that were like paint splatter? I still had to use a rotary phone. That's all I'm going to say. Fun fact. My grandfather still uses a rotary phone today. See? In 2022. There you go. And it is like the baby food pea green. <laughs> Yeah. See what the true words. But that, that's what I'm really excited about. I'm excited about seeing where we drive Ridgecrest, especially over the coming, you know, over the coming years. And it's not just about one thing. It's um I said at the during the 2020 campaign season, I said the biggest concern that I had was the dominoes that would come from COVID. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing those dominoes with inflation. We're seeing it in how employment has changed and we're seeing it in a lot of little areas. Well, my biggest concern now going into 2022 is how do we respond to those dominoes to take advantage of the opportunities mm-hmm. or to be buried by the opportunities? COVID opened opportunities. This remote workforce idea that has that has now begun to emerge. Yeah. If you are a, a hiker, a, a OHVer, uh, somebody who likes to fish, um, and and somebody says, "Why would fishing be important important in Ridgecrest?" Because in case you didn't notice, the Eastern Sierras are are incredible fishing locations. Let me tell you exactly. My household, at least once a week, is finding a day to go fish right, right now. And if you want the hub of services, regional medical, mm-hmm. employment opportunities, reasonable cost housing. And the ability to finish your day at five o'clock, hop on your dirt bike and drive out of your garage. That is what Ridgecrest can be. Yeah. But we have to solve all the other pieces that make for that quality of life to work in comparison. And that is, that's things like public safety. Yep. Okay. That's things like school. If I'm going out on my motorcycle and I get hurt. Am I going to get a response? Right. But, but it's also in, in, in if I'm choosing a remote work Location mm-hmm. that work, remote work location better have the same connectivity, I'm for, the, so I'm not kicked off from my work just, zone. Yeah, not just the connectivity, but the value, the quality of life values that I expect from. Mm-hmm. I can work anywhere in the world, so it better have the qualities that I need, that I want and desire. Which I guarantee you, at the top of everyone's list, is public safety and schools. Yep. Okay. Affordable quality housing is something there. Traffic is something that's there. Yeah. Okay. But at the end of the day, I promise you that people aren't picking whether or not to live in Ridgecrest by whether or not it has a target. Well, I mean, you know, Target. No, they're not picking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ridgecrest because it does, because or, doesn't it doesn't have a, have does a or doesn't have a target. If it they had are, one, it'd just be nice. It would just it'd be, be a nicer. bonus. But they are picking Ridgecrest based on the level of safety, I feel. 
They are picking Ridgecrest based on the number of employment opportunities there are. Okay. They are picking Ridgecrest based on the idea that I can own a home. Where right now, if I'm a if I'm a younger couple living in Los Angeles, the odds of me going out and purchasing a home in even a nicer area of Los Angeles, I better be coming with one point one. I mean, we're talking in the six to six hundred thousand a million oh, dollars easy. for for minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up in that area, and I've went back to that area, and I'm scared to hell to go to that area. My um. Godmother, she does real estate in Newport. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, the listings that she has, I'm like, what the? And that's that's what I'm trying to say is Ridgecrest is primed to be that alternative for singles, for families, for a different demographic than what we have have always attracted ourselves to because we can be that oasis in the desert. And, um, uh, but the easiest way to, for us to, to destroy that is by not um, moving with the momentum, but working against it. Staying in our comfort zone. Yep. So. It's going to be the easiest way. So one last thing I wanted to talk about was keys of the city. Oh, okay. So. Um, well, I started the keys program last uh, 21. It seems like it's really ramping up. Well, or- okay. So let's be clear. <laughs> you saw three of them back to back to back. So we okay. presented Akita City to a former city council member, uh, and and former director of our parks and recs, Jason Pat, uh, Patton, mm-hmm. posthumously um, to his wife, and and Jason was our f- first one. Now they've presented keys to the city in the past. Okay. What I designed was I said I wanted a, a program that kind of forced our council to always be in a mindset of recognition, and so every council member can uh, can recognize a city member, uh, a community member, um, once every two years. So okay, so there's not going to be Every month, this was this kind this of a, is back, this is okay. a backlog kind of kind of coming forward. Okay. Um, so we presented to Jason. Then uh, we presented one to former uh, Mayor uh, Stephen Morgan. Okay. Um, and and Steve is a controversial, pain in the butt person, <laughs> but I love that man to death because he 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 means he, that very lovingly, Steve. Oh, he knows that. <laughs> he knows that. He is he. He gave of himself to this community for years. Oh yeah, and tirelessly, and without ask or without return. And that is, um, I mean, there's only one person I put above him in terms of how I look at this community, and that's Chip Holloway. So, mm-hmm. um, um, is is Steve is an incredible? It was incredibly dedicated servant. He's leaving, so he's leaving Ridgecrest, and I wanted, I wanted. The proper way. I didn't want him going out on sour notes. There were sour notes that were created with the city in the in some previous decisions. I, I didn't want that to be how how legacy was. Okay. And then our third one we presented to Renee Westlux. Okay. And uh, a lot of people don't understand, you know, what Renee's role has been. But during redistricting, Renee was was an absolute champion. I mean, <laughs> on absolute side. If I could have given side by side keys to Renee and Dave, I would have. Um, Dave says I got paid to do it because it's part of my job. Renee's a volunteer. Okay. And I said, okay, uh, then Renee <laughs> will get recognized. But I mean, I mean, that woman, I mean, I, I can't only, I can only compliment her because, because I probably, if I say too much, I'll have 40 emails to go through as a result of it. But <laughs> that's the type of dedication. She listened to every single redistricting commission meeting. She listened to every single piece and she was tactically aware of when they were trying to Pull the wool over another group in order to screw. So she stayed on top of it. She's like a little 
Pitbull. If I, we do not have Renee Westlux, we lose Congressman McCarthy on the 23rd of December. I oh. thoroughly believe that. Um, and, and, I, and I thoroughly believe that because we see the shark's tooth that happened to Cal City. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and, and to say, well, what does it matter whether we lost Congressman McCarthy? Well, that would have been Congressman McCarthy and Assemblyman Fung and Senator Groves and first as supervisor. Politics is about relationships. Right. I'm having a relationship with our community. I'm not just, I mean, you guys, this is not, it's not the greatest job I've ever taken. Let me be real clear about that. You're the show pony. I'm, my job is to interconnect with the community and interconnect with relationships to get things done. Well, you've done well listening to both sides of the community. I try. Yeah. I mean, if somebody says they, they absolutely vehemently disagree with me, I just say, okay, we can respectfully disagree. Mm-hmm. And and then they then they rail for another thirty minutes in my ear, and I said we can still respectfully disagree. It's not you can rail for another thirty minutes. It's not going to change my opinion, but but you listen. But I'll listen. Yeah. But I'm not going to argue about it. I'm not going to get into a. a, a my, my, I, I think that's that's just part of the narcissism that we have in um, society today. Mm-hmm. Is and it, the other thing that we do really wrong as a society is is we. We get so upset with what's happening in Sacramento or Washington that we let it translate to what's happening in Ridgecrest. And that can't be the focus. I mean, the last time I checked, as I've stated to many people, I do not have Joe Biden's phone number. Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. I do not have Gavin Newsom's phone number. Okay. What? I don't. I swear. I do not Are you looking have, in the right phone? I do not have the phone to anybody in border control or water. Well, I probably could get a hold of water resources, so I'm not going to say that one. But, but <coughs> at the end of the day, my elected role is to serve the best interests of the city the of Ridgecrest. The city of Ridgecrest. <laughs> so that means that while I appreciate if you live in the county, you have concerns. But as you come and you scream at me about trash and you live in the county, I'm not the person you should be screaming at. You should be asking those questions of your elected representative for the county, which is Supervisor Peters. And I'm sure him and his staff would get you an answer. Uh huh. But the fact is that my role is to support the city of Richcross. And that's where I say on the local level, what's happening in DC has an effect on us. Don't get me wrong. What happened in Sacramento has a massive effect on us, but don't try to think that but directly the politics issues. that that's going on over there is the same politics that's happening inside here because um, the five people who are serving on this council, they're doing it because they love this community. Yeah. Um, not because they are somehow being they, the enrichment that any it's of It's not re- rolling out like golden tickets for you guys. No. <laughs> the greatest enrichment that we get from doing this is seeing our community grow and improve. Okay. I mean, the ultimate enrichment that any one of us is looking for is to see the Rich. lives of our citizens be better. Mm-hmm. I want the lives of my children to be better. I want the lives of your children to be better. I want the lives of, of, of anyone else who works in the city to be better. It's laying down the groundwork for the future. It's the simple the fact. Yeah. Improvements for the future. Yeah. We have to continue to build the base and foundation of what we're doing. And and this community, I, we, I mean— it, it goes I, back to what we talked about at the beginning. It's like Franklin. Yep. You can only put a Band-Aid over dirt for so, so long, long. <laughs> until you got to invest. You got to invest in the foundation, and yep. we're getting there. And, we're, and it's going to take this community making the decision. We understand 
that that investment starts with the citizens as mm-hmm. well. So final note before we head out for today. Sure. We're going on sabbatical, yeah. everybody. I have an announcement. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say, if you haven't noticed the announcement. If you but. haven't noticed, it's not just donuts that have been growing lately. Right. Um, so this is our last episode until October. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited. Yeah, well, when we, we come back in October, we're going to see uh, uh, when, when, you know, we're going to have a lineup of people. That I'm sure, I'm sure Desert Valley's, well, I, we can't, I can't speak in the we person. I have to remember. I have to, <laughs> you notice how I have to switch this because otherwise it looks like I'm somehow, you know, trying to improve our city by doing something nefarious, which is nuts. Um, <laughs> and that was right to the camera, nuts. Oh, geez. Um, sorry. The, but the simple fact is that um, DV Live, City Talk and DV Live, mm-hmm. Um, we're built on, you know, the hosts and everyone being here. And I have a few too many jobs as it stands. So, yeah. uh, we will resume the process of getting city information out to you. And it's been fantastic. Um, and, beyond- and, and, and huge shout out to, to Captain Scott for coming on. Yeah. For city manager Strand, for the chief, for Supervisor Travis, Peters. Marissa, Supervisor Peters. We've had an incredible lineup of people over the last year uh-huh. that have came out and been able to show Everything that's going on in our community, we're so excited to be able to come back with with another lineup in 2020, at the end of 22 and yeah. into 23. So, and one thing I do want to say is that in three days, we have, three days? Four days? We have the fireworks show. Yes. Yes, and our community fireworks show is this Saturday. At the beginning of this month, I did have Katie Whitfield on for talking about the fireworks show. So, if you want to go back and know what the show is all about, please rewatch that. And then come out at 4 p.m. on Saturday. Yep. Well, enjoy well, this. Come out at 4 p.m. if you want to claim your seat and then bake in the sun for four hours. Okay, yes, it is first come, first serve seating. Okay, I want to be clear. <laughs> if you don't care where you sit, then make sure you're there by 7, 8, 7, 8 o'clock. I mean, but then I don't expect any complaints about where you're sitting. You'll seeing. be hoofing it a little bit. You're going to be hoofing it, and you might be behind a lot of other people. Uh, so, so. But for- they're working really hard. They have a bunch of amazing food vendors, activities, things to do yeah. to occupy your time if you're there. At yeah, it'll be a great event. And, and it's and free. It's free to the community. Free um, to attend. Free to attend. Um, it's a lot of fun. Our community fireworks show, um, again, Steve Morgan worked, you know, that thing doesn't exist without him today. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's just an example of a community event that was built on, on the back of, of volunteers and we hope to see it continue that way. So make sure in this time that I'm not around, just send me an email, drop me a comment, tell me if you have any ideas of what you want to talk about, people you want to see on the show. And then when I come back, I'll be right there for you guys. Okay. (laughs) See you guys in October and thanks for coming on today. Thank you. Thank you for all the work you've done and bringing out information to the community. That was our goal. So yeah. And be sure, um, there's no city council meeting tonight, but be sure to join them next week. Go to the City of Ridgecrest page, and at 6 o'clock, you can see the council meeting. Absolutely. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.